0: Insights, solutions, and networking all come together at RSA Conference. Join a global cybersecurity community at rsaconference.com forward slash ITSP MAG24. Either we are there or not, ITSP Magazine still gets the best stories. CrowdSec, the collaborative and open-source cybersecurity solution. Analyze behaviors, respond to attacks, and share signals across the community for free. Let's make the internet safer together. Learn more at crowdsec.net. EdgeScan offers continuous vulnerability intelligence as a service, accurately identifying vulnerabilities and exposures across the full stack. All threats are verified by cybersecurity experts, providing exploitable risk and remediation guidance, virtually false positive free. Learn more at edgescan.com. Pentera, the leader in automation security validation, allows organizations to continuously test the integrity of all cybersecurity layers by emulating real world attacks at scale to pinpoint the exploitable vulnerabilities and prioritize remediation towards business impact. Learn more at www.pentera.io
1: Marco. Sean. Click, click your heels three times.
2: So I go back home. What, what if I'm gonna go somewhere away from home? How, how does well, that work? let well,
1: to see. I, I, innovation happens all the time. I think three clicks might might do something different than it did uh, a few years ago. Could could be. Could or be. or maybe, maybe home is Hacker Summer Camp. That's where you feel. Now, when
3: you click three times in the modern days, your shoes get ransomware. <laughs> That's right.
1: There's that too. Where do where do you want to go? Five uh, Bitcoin, please.
2: <laughs> do, do, do the shoes come with a two FA now nowadays or not? You have to do three clicks and then maybe you you, you have to, they call you and then you, you add another <laughs> another right. piece of code in there. I don't know. It's, it's getting weird already, Sean. Um, I know. Wonder why.
1: Well, it feels I, like I think a, we have a history. Like a of being weird with, the, with this crew. That's for sure. It is like a circus, <laughs> and uh, we we are on the road virtually uh to Las Vegas for Black Hat and Defcon and i don't know I'm, some of my favorite conversations happen in the villages or with the village teams uh tons of tons of innovation tons of cool people and uh i i mean we were talking before we started a couple of the villages we we kicked this off with many many years ago IoT and ICS and we have the ICS village uh, a couple of the leaders on with us, Bryce and Borton, Tom Van Norman. Thanks, guys, for uh, for being on.
3: Good to see you all again. It has been a few years, and we remember there uh, those those episodes kicking things back off and helping come up with the metaphor of the villages as a traveling circus.
1: That's right. That, yeah, those episodes were called unusual gatherings, by the
2: way, at the time. <laughs> that's yes. that's right. Yeah, yeah, and I had to explain a few times what I what i meant with that right you know it's not because it was a, a funny thing like you know a circus like a crazy thing but a circus because it goes around eventually and we bring we bring the show to to everyone instead of they the people that have to come to the show in this case uh defcon and uh and las vegas and i think for one reason or another, and we're going to talk about this, uh, we we got there with uh, with the virtual uh, world that we had to start living with because of the pandemic, which at this point I think is the new normal and is there to stay. So we'll definitely touch on that. But before we do that, uh, Bryson and Tom, a couple of words about yourself and uh, you know how long the village has been going on and uh, and where we're at now. Uh, Bryson, you want to get going with that? Actually, I'm
3: going to let Tom go first, because he really... Let me do that again. Credit. Tom, do you want to go? He needs to get credit, <laughs> since he was the original fire with that group to All right. get it All to right. where it is today.
4: All right. Thank you, everyone. My name is Tom Van Norman, co-founder with Bryson on the ICS Village. Let's see. We, uh, I think we're probably going on, Bryson, chime in if I'm wrong here, but I, I think it's uh, eight, maybe nine years now that we started uh, the first ICS Village uh, back in DEFCON, 21 22 uh it, it, it's been an exciting uh, journey for sure you no know, back, back back when we uh back when we started it no idea we would grow it to be a uh, a a nonprofit with paying sponsors and all the great content that we that we have today uh but you, you know the, the village what it was back then is is not the same what it is now uh, our core values are still the same you know, we, we go to conferences we go to uh, d- different events and uh share experiences education make a you know br- bring awareness to, to different technology and challenges and everything to uh to industrial control systems uh for defcon uh, d- this year though we we have a we, we have a lot of really great things planned for for, for, for the event uh we, we have several dozen speakers uh, lined up we have escape room from um uh, from scissors that'll be there we have uh but, but back back that first of the year we uh merged with maritime village they, they uh they decided to uh jump on a, a or f- fall underneath the ICS village umbrella, since there are a lot of things that uh, ha- ha- happen within the maritime industry with that our industrial control system. Uh, so th- they are bringing their their captured the flag. Uh, we, we have uh, workshops from from DDS, uh, some maritime workshops, some ICS uh, workshops. We, we we just have a whole plethora of of events planned for for the three days that we're going to be there.
3: All right, Tom, thank you for demonstrating that no plan survives first contact. <laughs> uh, so back to my introduction. <laughs> um, I'm also the the co-founder of the ICS Village. And uh, one of the big changes that has happened um, since about where you first met us was growing really from a hacker passion project to a formal 501c3 nonprofit. And that was significant because of several things. First of all, Hacker projects mean lots of money out of our own pockets uh, because DEF CON does not uh, compensate the villages for being there, and that, that costs money to bring things. And one of the challenges we had is we work with industrial control systems, which are, tend to be heavy and large. So that was always expensive, and we had to pay for that. Now with formal sponsorship, that gives us a budget which allowed us to grow from just DEF CON and RSA to events uh, that we do throughout the year and a lot of virtual things that we do. Um, In addition, um, we've established memorandums of understanding with Department of Energy and with the cybersecurity infrastructure security agency. So we're working with them in tandem throughout the year. I know it's it's strange because most people experience the villages just as that awesome hands on experience at the event itself not realizing that there's another 362 days around the year that we're doing other work and preparation for that. And then with our mission of providing education awareness around critical infrastructure, that's a large part of what we do around the year as well. Um, Including we created our own conference annually called Hack the Capital, which happens every May in Washington, D.C., where we bring practitioners, the hacker community to Washington, D.C., so that they can speak directly to the folks in power so that they're a little more aware, a little more educated before they write a law and hopefully build some relationships so that they know who to reach out and talk to. Um, The pandemic was difficult for us as a village, I think, just as it was for everyone. And this is an area where um, Tom led some really cool research because, again, our stuff does not work as easily as just like throw a VM on it and have multiple concurrent people dial into it. And so Tom had to do some unique research and development to allow our village to go uh, completely virtual um, which we still maintain the legacy of that by doing a lot of events hybrid um, so even though there's an in-person component there's still a virtual component for speakers and attendees Tom if you want to talk about the the virtual stuff
4: absolutely so the uh, when when the pandemic first hit and everything went virtual uh, we, we contacted uh, some of the vendors that we that we were already doing business with and we got together and created a Live, or I'm sorry, not not, not live, but, but a virtual interactive uh, uh, display of our hardware that we would bring to different conferences. So you, you go on our website, uh, you you can view it now. You can uh, you know hear, hear Bryson talk. Uh, back then he had a little bigger beard though, and he, he, he uh, w- w- would explain everything. But you know it's pretty cool because we could go and interact with with uh, what we would normally bring to conferences. Uh, we, we also hosted and streamed all of our talks uh, on, on, on our website. So w- w- whether the conference used Discord or, or one of the other various uh, streaming platforms or uh, chat platforms, we, we would go and uh, record all those talks. We'd, we'd put them up on our YouTube channel. We would post them there. Uh, but the the really neat thing is we were, we were able to say – go and virtualize our, our range environment. Uh, we, we were able to be online during uh, these virtual events to, to answer questions, uh, whether it be chat, uh, we, either text, text, or voice. Uh, it, it was a struggle, but we, uh, we were able to work through it and bring value to different conferences.
1: Yeah, super cool. And and I can imagine the, the number of folks that you get connected with uh, through through that uh means where they can't actually always make it to a conference, especially one like uh like Defcon or black hat and i want i want to roll the tape back a little bit, Bryson, because some of our listeners may not be aware of why the village or any village exists, right yours or others and I'm just wondering can you can you share what the vision mission objectives goals are for the village because i i I personally think that the work that you've done have, have probably driven things forward in in uh, the government space, the public sector, um, more so than maybe a breach or uh, compromise has.
3: <laughs> right.
1: uh, so, uh, so. Might be 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: yeah. yeah, so the, I mean villages writ large are what I'd like to think of as the the old school hacker conference where you could go and you could get hands on with something with somebody who was passionate and helpful with you right there. And instead of going and hearing a presentation, you actually get to do it. Um, And then, you know, in our case, you get to see the water change color um, when you uh, tell the PLC to actuate and stay open and it changes that. So um, which uh, that's, that's been a part of our exhibit for a number of years and is the exact um, same thing that happened in the attack in 2021 at the Florida water um, plant um, where they added lie or they instructed the HMI to add Li. in that it's the exact same setup that we've been demonstrating. So our stuff has actual real world impact. Um, the villages, again, in a- general are discipline focused. So us industrial control systems, industrial control systems are those computers that change the physical world. So when you think about where did your electricity, where does your water come from? all those components of critical infrastructure is what we're there and demonstrating. And we continue to add more components as different parts of the community join us in doing that, whether it's the companies that sponsor us, whether it's individuals that participate. um, And like uh, Tom mentioned, the inclusion of the Maritime Village. Um, uh, The reason I I disagree that we've had a bigger impact is I look at Colonial Pipeline as an example, where um, in 2020, Chris Krebs, who was then the director of the cybersecurity infrastructure security agency, and I gave a talk at RSA together, and we predicted the national security threat that was coming of ransomware. So ransomware had sort of been a thing for a few years, and it kind of got a little attention, but we knew that there was going to be more, and it was really going to be a much more significant problem. Colonial Pipeline was that example because we often forget how much we are in our own echo chamber of jargon and ransomware was very much that jargon. Colonial pipeline, because of its impact on the average American citizen, made it a kitchen word. It's something that they now knew. And that kind of thing is what changes the awareness in those components. Um, So a single incident like that fundamentally shifted the entire narrative and attention of this entire country. Um, and as much as I'd like to think that us in nine years of doing this throughout multiple places had as much of an impact, um, I think that was the game changer. Um, certainly we do a lot of work with the government agencies directly in shaping regulation and policy. Um, we have to do that more in a general expert way because of 501c3, we are we are limited from specific guidance.
1: Yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna keep putting the pat on your on your back though, because yeah, I have, I have a class of students, MBA students, and they all knew about the colonial pipeline. So the awareness, yes, the event drives awareness, but the understanding and and how to analyze it and the impact it can have beyond that one incident and beyond that particular infrastructure. Um, I, I think you guys have done a tremendous job because it, it it's the it's the big picture. of How do we move forward, not to just something happened, right? So. Um, Yeah, I don't want to sound like a commercial here, but I I really appreciate what what you're doing. And then the other villages as well, um, each in their own domain, helping to do the research and raise awareness and have the conversations with government entities to to help move things forward. So,
2: yeah, you know, the the way I see it, Sean, it's it's the fact that you guys, uh, and this is the profession in general, you have been yelling and alerting everyone that these things could happen. Right, and I'm not just talking about the the i c s but you know all the other villages and and then things really happened now I'm not saying you you brought you know bad luck because it wasn't gonna happen anyway, but then when it did happen, people would know who to go to talk to, so you know go talk to to the news and get the opinion and you know we in a way we we were already there uh this said I think like I love when you said Bryson that the, the the kitchen talk that where you, where you refer to as, uh, you know, the now people know what it is. And I think I, even other events, uh, recent events, started to show how everything really connected is from real, like, the pipes, the gas pipes. <laughs> you can turn it on and off, and the entire globe is affected by it. And uh, and then it's easy at that point to think, well, that that's voluntarily done, but it could be done voluntarily, but by cyber criminals. And that's a different, different story. So how, how do you feel your role has been with the general public? I mean, have you been able to bring this circus to the public? Or are you still working on it? How far is it?
3: Um, eh, it's, that's tough. So we're, we're looking at different virtual exercises and things that we can do to do that. Um, we've partnered with uh, multiple think tanks as a way to do that as well. So the Wilson Center, um, our Street Institute, the Atlantic Council have all been uh, partners at various stages with trying to um, do that kind of engagement. But it, it's, it's hard because how, how do you get that access? I mean, Colonial got us on the news multiple times um, we even had a sit down that still has not aired with CBS where we went through, Tom spent a lot of time putting together a, a detailed demonstration of exactly what happened with the Florida water hack where we recreated the entire attack chain, um, to physical demonstration. And then as always, the news moves on. Um, so as far as that segment still has not aired, I don't know if it ever will, um, Tom, anything you want to add to that?
4: No, uh, other than uh, you're right, Bryson. We we, we spent tremendous amount of time on that, and uh, hey, n- news changes all the time. You know, so, something new came up, and uh, focus got shifted on other things. So,
1: talking talk about shift of focus, and we we spent some time with the Maritime Village uh, a few years back. Last time we were in person in uh, in Vegas, and. Um, I don't know, and in, in our conversations with them, we we often looked at the, the sea, right? So obviously boats and, and things like that connecting to satellites. So my my natural inclination would, would be that they would roll under maybe the aerospace village or the where they where they're working with satellites and those types of communications. Uh, I find it interesting that they they've rolled in under ICS. Can you maybe share a little bit of why sure. that is yeah. and how that fits in? One um, maritime is not just
3: boats, right? Maritime is also port infrastructure. Um, Satellites uh, are really just backbone overhaul, right? Communications. Um, An example of that that we've seen in Ukraine, right, is on that first day, uh, the Russians attacked uh, the satcom provider via sat, and the impact on that was to 5,800 wind turbines. In Germany, because they depended on that infrastructure. Um, so I think what you start to see is the interconnected nature of infrastructure means you could skin these things a lot of different ways. Hey, with
4: the with, uh, with, with, with the transformation of, of the plant floor, now you know you, you take the your your sensing elements, your transmitters, your all, 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 all your components out, out there on, on your plant floor, they're, they're communicating up to the cloud, they're communicating maybe not through satellite, but they are going across some sort of uh, internet backhaul capability up to up to the cloud for processing and stuff like that. So you, you have similar things with maritime with, with, with ships communicating, in this case, you know, satellite or, or radio. Up to a cloud provider to do something, and back down to shipboard and or to uh, to land and things like that. So the there's a lot of similarities there. But when you go down to the actual uh, control of the vessels, or control the cranes and moving cargo and stuff like that, there's a lot of the similar hardware uh, that that you'll find from major manufacturers. uh, You know, from 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 your turbines or motors that that turn your propulsion systems all the way to, uh, you know, how the cranes operate, you're going to find sensing elements, you're going to find switches and communications and ethernet networks and serial networks and all of that stuff. So there there are a lot of technologies that overlap between the two. Yeah,
1: it it, it makes sense. Definitely does make sense. And I want to stick with you, Tom uh you mentioned a couple things and i'm gonna i'm gonna have you describe a little more the the escape room what what is the escape room you do this year
4: so uh the escape room is a is a room that that the uh folks from INL are gonna or Idaho National Labs are bringing to defcon for for- first time that they're doing it We're super excited they have their their own dedicated room you sign up uh you show up in person. I, I, uh, I don't know how many people they're going to have uh, go through at once, but it takes about 45 minutes to an hour to go through. And uh, you have to go in there and you have to solve challenges. They would not share the challenges with us ahead of time. Uh, they keep that under close hold uh, for, for, uh, for good reasons there. But it's a, um, it's a game uh, th- that you're going to play in person uh i had the opportunity to go out to uh out i national house back in january and run through one of the escape rooms that they have uh the, the one i ran through w- w- was a space theme where you had to start the hvac system up on the uh, on the uh space station before everybody perished uh th- they're not bringing that one they're bringing this, a, a different one but it, it, it's pretty cool you know the, the, you have to work as a team, you have no idea who your team members are unless all your buddies go going to sign up at the same time and get the same slot. But you're working uh, most of the time with strangers to go through and solve the challenges, solve the puzzles in order to uh, complete the objective of the room.
3: And this is the world debut of the full escape room. We did a small version at our Hack the Capital uh, this past May um, and won't share who, but we are going to be doing a special closed VIP session with uh, somebody
2: important. Mm. Nice. Okay, I'm not going to make I'm guess. I'm going to guess. I we're do gonna, have an idea. Sit here until <laughs> we guess.
1: All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going no, go to go back to Oh, go
2: ahead, Mark. Oh, oh, no, I just don't want to stick with, with this because I feel like the, the gaming element has always sure. been a very important um, learning tool. And sometimes I think... overlooked by the traditional educational system where you know everything is much more strict but you know it's been proven that when you participate and you and you interact with a group of people and you're actually having fun and resolving you know real life even if it's virtual thing it's uh, it help you to understand much much more and I feel like I'm just like throwing it there maybe you're already thinking about that for the future but like I'm assuming maybe in a virtual environment, even uh, people that are not there at uh, the the village in in Las Vegas could eventually do a portion of the game or anything like that. I mean, just thinking about the future and how to get involved more people.
3: So the capture of the flag, that's part of what I was trying to, to highlight with what Tom had done. That was turned completely virtual. And he created this really neat middleware to... Um, time-slice access to these physical devices, which are not built to handle concurrent connections. Um, so that's that's a part that we continue to bring forward. Um, we've also been doing exploration with augmented reality. If you go to our website, icsvillage.com, um, there's actually an augmented reality overlay um, with our um, main wall. Um, and me virtually like explaining things as you click on it. And that's something we're, we're trying to go further with because that, that enhances that. And um, real credit on a lot of those ideas to um, Nina over at the Biohacking Village, who's been a true pioneer on that kind of technology. Tom?
4: It, it, the, the, uh, uh, a, w- one more comment about the escape room there. The, uh, the, the thing that sets that apart with a lot of different or a lot of other activities are you have to talk to everybody. You know, you just can't go in and, and, and do it by yourself. It's a for socialization. You must talk to the other people on your team. If you don't, do not communicate. Uh, you, you just won't be successful at it. Uh, you know, when, when we go to the virtual environment, it's real easy for nobody to talk to anybody. But when we're into these escape rooms and these other uh, in-person events, you must communicate to your people partners to your t- your teammates or you will not be successful um the, the escape room you, know, you, you go in there and look at it and uh, you know you, d- you find a, a, a bunch of objects you know they, they they put stuff on the walls and tables and stuff like that and they tell a really good story but you know you say hey there, there's a a cash box for example with a with a little uh block on it um just simple devices but you have to be able to find a combination in order to find a combination, you have to talk to the people to the left and right of you, Uh, you have to be able to communicate in order to be successful at that. And that that that's what I find uh, most exciting about the uh, escape rooms is, hey, we're getting back in the same room, we're talking we're, we're, we're solving a common uh, problem here.
1: I don't know who wants to go with this, but I I want to talk about the the workshops, because I think we, we talked a bit about awareness, but then following that is the understanding, right? What, what happened? Why did it happen? Where might it happen again next? What can we prepare for? And I believe a lot of the, the stuff that comes through the workshops uh, helps the community with that understanding, right? Research is being done, tools that have been developed. Um, who, who can share what some of the workshops are? And maybe I don't know if there are presentations as well. Kind of what, what can people expect in the few days of the village? and in, in addition to the escape room and the, and the maritime CTF.
4: The, uh, so right now we have, a uh, we have several workshops planned. One of them is, a uh, DDS defense digital services. They have a microgrid workshop that they had at, uh, Hack the, Hack the capital back in May. Uh, they're going to bring the same one to DEFCON that's going to run the entire conference, uh, Phantom five is going to put on a maritime based workshop, uh, that, that you have to look at our schedule it r- runs a couple of times during the, uh, d- during the event. And we're still in the final, uh, phases of, of, trying to get an ICS workshop, uh, scheduled in there. The, the, the workshop by DDS and, and Phantom five, uh, they, they are, uh, time consuming. They do take up a lot of the schedule. But definitely stop by and and take a look uh, at both the Maritime and the Microgrid workshop.
2: Very, very cool. Uh, It sounds exciting. And I would like to kind of finish this conversation preparing the audience, letting them know that we will connect with you guys live streaming during the event. So kind of cool for us uh, to actually show everyone that maybe I never seen, uh, what's like uh, to be in a village, uh, DEFCON. And, uh, so we're definitely looking forward to,
1: to that one. And I would love, we're going to, that'll be live streamed on YouTube and, and social media, but we'll link to the, the live, uh, YouTube, uh, stream. So folks can, can catch us for that.
2: Yep. So we'll definitely see, uh, in person this uh, this tremendous event that it's really, really important, these and all the other villages. And I'd love to leave you guys a couple of minutes, uh, both of you, to make a call to action for the people that will be at DEFCON and, uh, you know, why should they come to the village, say hi, of course, but also, you know, to to see all the things we've been talking about now. So uh, a couple of minutes each and uh, then you can close for us so we can just leave right now
4: hey the, the uh, so uh, reasons to reason to come to a uh, you know the ICH village is to see Bryce and myself and and the uh, the countless sponsors that that we have there uh, you know we we are one of the uh, original villages there we've been going for we'll say 8 years now uh we, we put a lot of time and effort sweat into this uh we feel that we have a, a great schedule between the escape room the the, the 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 capture the flag the several dozen talks that we have the, the different workshops, um, we are bringing a a, a a VR component this year to, to, to our demo room. So the folks that I and Al, they're, they're also bringing that we can put, put on the uh, the, uh, the the glasses and, and look back at Idaho National Labs and see the different seller skids that they have and interact with them. So we we have a uh, a very large space. We have over six thousand square feet of a uh, space in in Caesar's Forum this year. So by all means, stop by, t- talk talk to Bryce and myself, or any of the uh, any, any event, or any of the sponsors. We could not have done this without the the, the help and collaboration of uh, of our sponsors, of our uh, volunteers, and all the other people that that chipped in and helped us.
3: Because it matters to you, data against lost. Who is
1: you? Who is you? I mean, there's, there's the a whole audience. whole range of people.
3: The audience. You you asked us to speak to the audience of why they should and because. Is it policymakers,
1: this, hackers? Who do you want there?
3: Probably? All of you, uh, you, you is uh, you is everyone listening, right? And why? Because this is what modern society rests on. If we lose water, electricity, or finance, we go to the Stone Ages overnight immediately. The impact of critical infrastructure is not one of, again, like, what is the real damage of data that's constantly being debated? It's this many millions for a breach or this or that. Ours is measured in loss of life, in real damage to people. Uh, This is, again, the physical world. It is not the abstract world of computers. And it affects all of us. It is a society challenge. Um, so please join us to learn more about it and help us help all of us.
1: Yep. So I like that call to challenge uh, joint join the team uh, virtually in person, uh, Las Vegas or online, your choice. And yeah, lot, lots of ways to engage, lots of ways to learn, lots of ways to uh, make, make a difference. And, I, I do uh, want to add one thing. So please go for it. it.
3: This all seems like very scary and technical and is not the traditional computer that everybody knows that sits on their desktop or the computer that they hold in their hand. I assure you that our village has a principle that I call the spouse test. Nothing in our village is allowed to have content that is not so accessible that just like if you work in IT and you have to explain to your spouse what you do, that's how our village is designed. Everything is there that you don't have to know anything to learn something and to get something out of it. If you're an expert, the the rabbit hole goes pretty deep, but anybody could benefit from this, so you don't have to know and don't feel intimidated that you don't prior. That's our job.
1: Excellent point, excellent point. Even I can understand something. I wouldn't go that far.
3: So easy, a Marco can do it. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Uh, Well, on on a serious note, um, everybody listening please do join uh tom and bryson in the ics village and uh please do continue to join us for our live stream with them from the event and for all of our coverage of black hat and defcon for all, all a part of hacker summer camp week there in las vegas uh there'll be links to the village website icsvillage.com i believe it is uh their social handles perhaps the discord and everything else, uh, you need to know to connect with, uh, with Tom and Bryson and the crew there uh, in Vegas and beyond. Um, it's not a one-shot deal. Keep keep uh, the circus going. So, thanks everybody. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Bryson. Right. Good Thank to you. catch up with you.